Hello and welcome to a special edition of Talking TV. I'm Jake Cantor. Producer Matt and I are stationed at the brewery in London for the 10th Broadcast Digital Awards. Our annual celebration of all things multi-channel and multi-platform has bestowed gongs on telly's finest minds and we're here to catch up with some of the big winners. So, charge your glasses and enjoy the show. As you can hear, Adam Buxton is warming up the audience before the gong giving begins. Uh, we're backstage, attempting to be discreet before we pounce on some of the unsuspecting winners. The winner is... In the flesh. So Simon Judd and Dominic Mitchell, the creative force behind uh, In the Flesh. You've just won Best Scripted Programme. That's on the back of a BAFTA a few months ago. Is this all becoming... A bit blasé for you guys now. <laughs> no, no, not all. We really didn't think that we were going to win tonight. You know, it was a really, really strong category. You were developing it for quite a while, weren't you, in the writers' room? Are you surprised by the success that you've uh, you've now gone on to achieve? Yeah, completely. I was on a writers' room scheme. I had a fantastic mentorship. I think that was that was so important for me. The BBC writers' room, getting on that attachment, and then I was lucky enough to actually Simon Judd was the first person who read the script and saw something in it. So it's it's fantastic that we're here tonight and getting this award. Yeah, and it's not very often you see a new twist on the zombie zombie genre. I'm sure you get asked this very regularly. How did you how did you come up with that idea? of the sort of the, the, the zombies going back into society. Yeah. Um, I, I was watching a bad zombie movie one night and I started feeling sorry for the zombies basically. I was like, surely you don't have to shoot them in the head, they're people too. From there I was like, well maybe if you didn't shoot them in the head, could you shoot them in the leg and then medicate them? And then when I was like, well, if you could medicate them, what would be the next step? And I started going like, you know, what if, what if, what if? And what if a zombie apocalypse happened in Britain? It would be very different from like an American zombie apocalypse. I would say. So that was how that's how it started. Yeah. So when you've just done second series, how how do you feel that went? Well, we, we were really happy with it. It was it was a challenge because obviously we went from a very self-contained story with a beginning and middle and end in series one to six hours and spreading out that world. We we're really happy with how it went. You know, I feel like we've kind of widened that world slightly while still keeping the sort of in the flesh feel. So yeah, we're really happy with it. And fingers crossed for a third series. Hopefully, is there going to be a third series? Well, you know, I mean, it's all set up to go longer. Sketch that in your in your mind at least. We have, yeah, we've got storylines ready to go. I mean, I've got a pen and a pad, so it's it's you know, it's just whether they want to fire. The, you know, sh the shot. Yeah. Uh, is it sort of down to the BBC Three decision all in all? or? Is yeah, that, yeah, yeah, it is. It's down to the BBC. We, we've got storylines ready to go. We've got the characters. We've got the fan base. Um, we've got, you know, the awards, which is fantastic. So I think it's it's up to them to kind of uh, fire the shot, really. Well, uh, I really hope, and, hope it happens to you guys. And well, congratulations on the award. And the winner of Best Entertainment Programme was Tricked, which is produced by ITV Studios for ITV2. I'm Ben Hanlon, magician. Uh, Paul Mackay, director. Sue McConnick, exec producer. Andy Scott, series producer. For us to win, I think it's, um, it's a great recognition of 
Yeah, massive honour of what they said there that was um, it kind of redefined a genre which they felt they'd seen before. We managed to put comedy into it and a channel managed to believe in us. It's a crowded market, isn't it, Magic? What was, what was the pitch to Angela? Basically just to say, we, know, we knew she wanted to do something with Magic, but it's just what can we do differently? So we just thought, combine hidden, ca- hidden camera with Magic and also just do something that feels a little bit edgy. Our thing has always been we need to just push it a little bit and have a little element of danger there. And most importantly, make people laugh really, isn't it? And Andy and I have possibly got the darkest minds in TV. (laughs) We both uh, keep thinking of just the worst thing we can do to somebody and then doing it and then fixing it by a magic trick that's absolutely superb and restoring it again so everyone's happy. What was the best stunt you did the whole series, do you think? Series one was blue. Uh, I dedicate this. I dedicate this award to Lee Ryan for the most <laughs> funny run in human history. Without him, we wouldn't be here. No, um, it was a stunt where people thought that their friend had died. But um, something I do have to say is that the whole team show is a massive team and without the entire team without people from the the researchers to the runners to the APs to anyone we couldn't have made it I think the one thing that's um, different for us is that you it's all because it is all genuinely hidden camera and there are no actors no stooges is that you've got to make that magic work right in front of someone's eyes they've got to believe it there and then because you can't pick it up you can't do anything you know to change it so it's just different to do it like that I guess and really scary and scary and horrible yeah <laughs> And Ben, the word is you're your hot property these days. Have you, have you got other projects uh, heading your way? Yeah, I'm doing a show at the moment called Tricked Series 2. Oh. <laughs> My name is Rhys James. I'm a uh, director and producer at Vice. And I'm William Fairman. I'm supervising producer on documentaries at Vice. My name's Bree Horn. I'm head of production at Vice. We just won Best Original Web Channel, which is brilliant because we pride ourselves on our content. So you're, I think it's your first award for uh, the Broadcast Awards, certainly. What's it been like being amongst some of the TV categories? We have an amazing viewership online, 150 million viewers a month at the moment, and that's nothing to be sniffed at. And I think to be recognised here is in one way brilliant, to be in amongst the TV people, and in another way almost nothing is great online. So, yeah, and we um, create documentaries that are parallel to TV documentaries. So. We don't just live in a sort of world of internet television, we've broken through and we're now here with, you know, traditional broadcasters, which I think is really important for us. And yeah, it makes it very exciting and makes your work worthwhile. Yeah, so I mean, BBC Three, possibly moving on online only next year. What could they learn from you guys, do you think? Make good content. Just because it's online doesn't mean that it has to be any less well-made, thought-out great characters and storylines than TV and I think it's often thought that web content is secondary and actually it doesn't have to be, it can still be amazing so don't compromise that's what I'd say And Listen to your audience online has had the benefit of being able to actively see what people are saying in real time so I'd say pay attention to your audience And you've, I think you've just opened up your Royal Britannia strand haven't you to independent filmmakers, yeah. tell us about that and will you be doing a bit more of that in the future? Yeah, that's been, a, that's been a massive sort of breakout for us in terms of outsourcing our, one of our main flagship um, strands. So it started at, a, at Sheffield Documentary Festival. We had a sort of pitching contest. It was a bit like X Factor, but obviously more exciting. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, what's, what that's done is that what was amazing about it was how many people 
came to us, how you know it showed us what scope and what reach that this one small sort of UK-based strand had. I mean, do you think you'd work with independent producers in terms of actual production companies? Part of the aim of that was to reach out to people who had credits ideally in TV actually to bring some of that to our output and to recognise that we're as valued as those platforms but um, we're really interested in working with people with really diverse and interesting ideas and that was shown by the amount of producers with lots of credits that wanted to come and work with us straight out. Congratulations on the award guys, enjoy the night. Thank you very much. So the winner is The Call Centre. Congratulations, Best Popular Factual for the call centre. Could you just tell us your name and, and, and what it was like to win? Uh, my name's Xavier Alford and it was, I was a director on the series and it was, it's fantastic to win. Everyone's been really warm about it and felt that it's been like a breakthrough hit for BBC Three. Was that, was that a surprise or, or did you feel when you were making it that you had something special? I think with the contributors we had, we knew we, they were special and that um, we had the chance to make something that was funny and light-hearted and had a warm spirit that probably isn't necessarily around very much at the moment. So it felt really great to be able to work on something that was basically fun. Tell us about working with Nev. Working with Nev is great because you can film him and he's brilliant. He always delivers. I worked on the second series. I think the series is even better than the first series, if I'm honest. I think because we knew what we were doing. We learned a lot of lessons from the first series. You've spoken about filming it as a traditional documentary and then sort of building it in the edit as a drama almost. How does that differ to your experiences on other shows? I'm not sure if it differs, but the process of editing was quite interesting. There was a lot of feedback, a lot of toing and froing between people on the f- sort of out at the coalface directing and people in the edit. So we had edit producers working while we were filming stuff. So in that respect, it was a bit more like a drama. We, we shot scenes and we'd get quite quick feedback on what was working, what wasn't working, whether a scene was right or not. So in that respect, it was like a drama, but we kind of set out with a couple of ideas, which were, you know, one of our references was The Office and one of our references was The Armstrongs. One's a documentary, one's a comedy, a mockumentary. We kind of loved it when people thought, well, they weren't sure whether or not they were watching a mockumentary or a documentary. That was a real thrill. And obviously when Ricky Gervais tweeted about the show, it was brilliant. <laughs> he asked if he'd written it, didn't he? I think it was something along those lines. Which was great, which we took as, you know, which was a thrill for us, actually, to have that. Because it felt like we were hitting the right, the right notes. And a third series? Um, I'm not sure, it's not up to me. <laughs> we need Zai for that, don't we? <laughs> yeah, we don't need Zai back. So we've got Martin Tricky and Matt Miller with us. Uh, tell us what you've won tonight. Best app for against some fairly stiff competition. With, for, the, for the Voice UK, yeah? The, for the Voice, yeah, for the voice UK. Tell us about the app and why you felt it stand out from the, yeah, from the competition. It's a mainstream app. It's gone really big, mass audiences. It's hit the young audience, which is really good. And I think it's great to see something that is simple and fun recognised. I mean, that was highlighted in your entry, that, that engagement. Can you tell us just in really simple terms how the app worked and what you felt resonated with, uh, with your audience? We gave people the chance to be on the show in their living room so they could actually get that experience of hitting they the button the on chair. the chair. They could turn the chair. They got their chair with their name on <laughs> that they could turn and that mattered. A lot of people were playing it at home facing the other way. They were literally uh, either with their eyes closed or with their chairs turned around 
they wanted to have the same experiences that the coaches had and the app gave them that so that you know it's simple but it really really fun. worked and it was fun simple and fun and you got another two series how, how are you going to improve things uh, I don't think we'll bother it. No, shit, no, that's the wrong answer. We've got some really exciting ideas lined up for Series 4. We're working on those at the moment. We think the blinds are uh, blinding, but we're looking forward to making the, uh, the rest of the rounds really exciting. And also trying to give the sense of being able to take your team and being able to coach it all the way through to the finals, just like the coaches do. So it's more of the immersive experience from start to finish. Yeah, I think it's more bringing the show into your living room. Right, and the more we can do that, and the more we can make you feel special like the coaches on the TV, I think the better we do. Fantastic. Huge congratulations. Enjoy the night. Thank you very much. You. I'm Ian Duncan. I'm the executive producer. And Joe Maisko is producer-director. I'm Tom Barnes. I'm strategy director at Digit. Tonight we have won Best Multi-Platform Project for a fantastic thing we did called D-Day As It Happens, which went out last year. What, what did you make of the competition and, uh, and uh, you know, are you pleased to have uh, sort of won? Glad we beat Easter Eggs Live. <laughs> I, should, I should explain that. Easter, Easter Eggs Live was also from Windfall Films, so um, we feel that... not There's a healthy rivalry in the office at the moment. Yeah, a, a good tension. So to beat that felt really good. Uh, to beat the others felt amazing because they were all such wonderful projects who'd all done really different things as well. So yeah. to be picked out for recognition amongst that was amazing. So, I mean, there was a lot of coverage of, uh, of the D-Day anniversary. Uh, tell us what you did different. We went out a year early. That's what we did different. I mean, we went out last year, the anniversary, the 70th anniversary this year. That's a bit of clever thinking from Channel 4. We knew what the BBC were likely to do, and we wanted to do something really different that didn't feel, you know, that brought in the old boys, you know, got to hear those amazing stories, but got to present them in a different way, and in a way that I think permeated people's lives a little bit more, that you weren't just sat down to watch a documentary. It was, you know, you were following their lives as you went along in your own life. While you were having breakfast, our guys were on the beaches, you might be getting tweets from them, photos would be coming up on the amazing website that Digit built, and then in the evening you could watch a TV show as well, and so it, you couldn't avoid it. You, could, you don't get to do that on TV, a whole 24 hours. So, in fact, on this multi-platform thing was a perfect way of doing it. Joe, you were one of our hotshots, weren't you, a couple of years ago? Uh, so it's, it's good to see you've got on to even greater success. <laughs> That's an amazing memory. Yes, I was. I was. I can't remember your name, I can remember your you can remember shot. that I was a hotshot. That's really nice. Thank you. No, yeah, I was um, hauled up and photographed, uh, <laughs> looking moody in black and white. And so, yeah, uh, you know, that was an amazing thing to get picked for. And now to and now there's awards on the shelf as well. Yeah, I mean, it it doesn't feel real. Yeah, it's very humbling. Yeah. Congratulations, guys. Enjoy the rest of the night. Thank you. Um, the one thing I, I feel that needs to go in the podcast is this is quite novel because your sound man is uh, wearing a tux. <laughs> and I'm now thinking that this should be the case for all sound men on all TV productions, <laughs> that they should wear a tuxedo whilst recording. So, yeah, if that could go out across the industry, I think that would be an improvement. Message, message to Matt. <laughs> and the big award of the night was Channel of the Year, which went to BBC Three, and here's outgoing controller, Zy Bennett. Uh, this is Jamie Morris, our wonderful scheduler. Sam Bickley, head of All Factual and now controller of BBC Three. Uh, sorry, acting controller of BBC Three. In incoming. Incoming acting incoming. controller. Incoming acting controller of BBC Three. Uh, <laughs> and the amazing Kate Phillips. Yay. Kate two, but she's Kate one in my eyes. Five awards, three channel awards. What have you made of it all? I think it's just an amazing testament to all the work that the, the team put in on BBC Three, the shows the producers make, and uh, just, look, years of amazing hard work have come to fruition tonight, and just a, a sort of a, a massive vote of confidence in linear television. A good way to end your tenure? Uh, I couldn't be happier. 
Apart well, from the fact that Chapman. No. <laughs> it, it seems you're, it's tinged with a little bit of sadness, though, in terms of saying goodbye. Uh, of course, you know, I'm, 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 I'm leaving and off to Sky, and I'm, I'm very happy to be doing something new and amazing, but I'm very saddened to be leaving an amazing group of people and some huge hit shows I know will keep going and are amazing. You've, uh, you've clearly been a bit frustrated by the BBC's decision. Do you think this is a big vote of confidence for what BBC Three is doing right now? I think clearly it's a huge vote of confidence for BBC Three and what it stands for and the job it does across the portfolio, which no other channel does in the UK. Does this make the case for BBC Three to remain on air? Uh, I think you need to talk to people who are paid a little bit more than me to talk <laughs> about that. You know, what this does tell us is that programmes can continue on BBC Three and, you know, we'll be back next year, the year after, and the platform may change, but the programme makers, the talent and the team behind BBC Three doesn't change. And I, I absolutely agree with that. You know, you can't kill the passion and, and the talent and the audience so also who actually share with us what makes BBC Three wonderful. They've demanded excellence, they've demanded variety and diversity and a range of genres that typically don't get publicised around three but they're coming for drama, they're coming for amazing factual, they're coming for difficult subjects and we love them for that and we want to keep making programmes for them whatever platform. The BBC Three you know, channel won't, won't die. In each of those channel awards sort of the commitment to new talent was mentioned and I think that's really important because new talent on and off screen and we you know we support new filmmakers and experienced filmmakers and a lot of our on-screen talent we're still very committed to and that's not going to change anytime soon. And Sam what's your challenge now is it sort of business as usual over the next year? You know what, it's a, it's, a, it's a lovely challenge because business as usual means some amazing pro- projects coming through, you know, amazing drama, comedy, factual, big hits returning. Um, I think there's a feeling that we've slightly sort of locked up and turned the lights off and actually we've got a, quite a long way to go. It's a busy channel and if there's one thing that tonight proves is that we are you know, a busy, vibrant channel with lots to do and lots to show you and lots, to, lots of excellence and more awards to come, I think. And still open for business in terms of commissions? Absolutely, and, and also we've got, um, you know, we're going to be one of the first um, channels that sort of navigates us as the world of online. That, that's a way away, but we will do it. And just like we grew BBC Three, you know, many years ago, we'll, we will continue to do that. And just finally, Zai, uh, tell us about the challenge at Sky Atlantic, what, what you're looking forward to, <laughs> what, what appealed about it. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to trying to win five Broadcast Digital Awards <laughs> in my first year. No, that's, ne- that's that. not, not a chance. <laughs> Sky's an amazing place. I'm really happy to be going there. But tonight's BBC Three's night and it should be all about that. But can and I just say one thing? Just to say a big, huge thank you from the BBC Three team to Zai Bennett for the last yeah, three years. He's been an amazing leader and he sets up a legacy that, you know, BBC Three will, will rise to it. But thanks to Zai. Fantastic, guys. Well, as far as broadcast concerned, massive, massive congratulations. It's thoroughly deserved. We're looking, we're looking forward to the pay rises that will be dished out to all the staff on BBC Three immediately by Danny. Well done, mate. Good on you. We've enjoyed doing it for love up till now, but we'd like a bit more money. <laughs> <laughs> so we're here in the middle of the, the brewery ballroom. Uh, and as it has become tradition these days, we're talking to broadcast editor Chris Curtis. Hello, Mr. Kenter. How are you? I'm very well, very well. Have you enjoyed the evening? Yeah, it's been great. Uh, the Digi Awards always good fun. Um, it's a slightly different crowd to the main broadcast awards. A friendly, trendy, young, attractive crowd. So um, none of the broadcast team have fitted in, but uh, otherwise it's been great. <laughs> and BBC Three, the big winner, obviously. Yeah, it's been a great night for BBC Three. You know, they cleaned up in uh, lots of the programming categories. They won Best Factual Channel, Best Entertainment Channel, and then it was just logical, really, that they won Channel of the Year testimony to the quality of their output, the fact that they're able to combine public service programming with really entertaining uh, hooks for their viewers, 
and uh, a big, big challenge for whoever succeeds Zy Bennett in um, trying to find a way of maintaining that when they go online. Do you think evenings like this will contribute to the, the BBC Trust thinking when it comes to making a decision later this year? I think that decision is made. I think that, listen, the Trust will go through and they'll do a piece of work, but for Tony Hall and Danny Cohen to come out and say, this is the way it needs to be, get rid of a channel, uh, for the Trust to overturn that would just be such a huge, huge decision. I can't see that happening. I think the decision's been made. And I think now, like I say, the challenge is find a way to make the first genuine online channel really cut through in the mainstream and that's very difficult. We were speaking to Vice earlier and they were giving some advice. Listen to your audience they were saying. That seems pretty solid to me. I mean, yeah. It's really interesting. We'll see what kind of skills the, uh, the new BBC3 management team has. There's loads of advice from YouTube, from Facebook, from companies like Vice about how running an online platform is different to running a TV channel. You know, be interactive, listen to your audience, respond, make decisions uh, quickly and, and um, effectively. So there's a lot for the BBC to learn. They're not being in this space, they need to get into it quickly. If they ask the right questions of the, the experts in the sector, uh, they've got half a chance. And if you were to pick out another winner tonight, what would it be? Uh, I thought it was interesting, there were two magic shows, Tricked and Troy on the shortlist for entertainment. ITV2 will be really pleased that Tricked won, new talent, a show that slightly flew under the radar in terms of uh, industry recognition, but um, a deserving winner, definitely. Vice, absolutely, a big uh, disruptive force. TV broadcasters and indies need to take note of them. And, um, you know, by and large, just a great example this evening of how you haven't got to be the biggest channel, you haven't got to have the biggest budget to make great content. I think that's probably enough of us talking shop, isn't it? I think bar, maybe? Uh, drinks are on you, Mr. Cantor. <laughs> and with that, producer Matt and I are off to the bar to grab something cold. Hope you've enjoyed the show, and remember you can find a full list of winners and pictures from the night on broadcastnow.co.uk. We'll be back in a couple of weeks when it'll be business as usual. Until then, goodbye. <laughs>